Praise the Lord, everybody. Pastor Fields here. Grateful to the Lord for another opportunity to come to you, to join with you in another Bible study. It's been a wonderful day today. Um, the Lord has blessed us and kept us, I always say, had it not been for the Lord who was on our side, where would we be? Well, let's have a word of prayer. Father, we love you and we're so grateful. Again, you have brought us together as your children. And I want to thank you so much for keeping us and watching over us for your protection, for your care. And I pray tonight, Lord, that you would bless us as we go into your word. Touch us one by one, heart by heart, home by home. No matter where we are, I know that you are able to reach us there. Bless us, I ask, through your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, um, we spent some time in our last lesson dealing with the judgment seat of Christ. Uh, and we talked a little bit about it. There's so much more that we can express concerning the judgment seat of Christ. But uh, I'm grateful to God for his word. Uh, his word is full of information full of encouragement, letting us know uh, about the things to come. And I believe God. He did not save us to leave us here, but he saved us so we could be with him. We express the fact that the judgment seat of Christ is what occurs after the rapture. And we have taught on that a couple of times also. Uh, the pulling out of his church catching us away, pulling us out of this world uh, before the end. Uh, I'm not sure to say before the end, but before great tribulation. And that's what we're going to talk about tonight, uh, the tribulation period. Uh, when does the tribulation period take place? After the church has been raptured out of here. Uh, Paul is given a revelation uh, of how this is going to take place. We don't know when because no man knows the day nor the hour when the Son of Man shall appear. Uh, but he does give us a revelation of how uh, the rapture will take place. And um, let's go through this a little bit before we get into the actual lesson. He says, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, beginning at verse 13, I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you, by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep, for the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, 
comfort one another with these words. They had asked uh, Pastor Paul about those who had passed on before and how are these things going to take place, similar to what he discusses to the Corinthian with the Corinthian congregation. Uh, and he even says, we shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. And this corruptible will put on incorruption. This mortal shall put on immortality. And we discussed after the rapture takes place in the judgment seat of Christ where we will be judged, the people of God within the body of Christ will be judged according to their works, according to everything that they have done in their body. Uh, but then there's a discussion that he has because they must have asked him about uh, the day of the Lord or tribulation. Uh, and Paul says in chapter 5 of 1 Thessalonians, uh, and, and I'll summarize before I read, he's saying I shouldn't even have to have this discussion with you because uh, the saints of God uh, should want to make the rapture. Hallelujah. If you don't make the rapture, you'll be in tribulation, period. So he says in chapter 5, But of the times and seasons, brethren, you have no need that I write unto you. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord comes as a thief in the night. For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. But ye, brethren, meaning the people of God, you're not in darkness, that that day should overtake you as a thief. No, because you know the Lord is coming. Just be ready. You know the Lord is coming, so as it pertains to the people of God, it will not be like a thief in the night for us, no, because we are expecting him any moment. Yes, therefore let us not sleep, as do others, but let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep, sleep in the night, and they that be drunken are drunken in the night. But let us, who are of the day, be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love for a helmet, the hope of salvation. For God did not appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. So, uh, after... The rapture, tribulation period will begin. We'll be with Jesus and while we're with him. Hallelujah. The judgment seat of Christ will commence. And tribulation would have started here on earth. Anchor scripture for this lesson. I'm going to begin in Matthew chapter uh, 24. Verses 21 through 22, then I'll go down to verse 29 and read 29 through 30. And we're going to get into tribulation period. Now, remember, this is a um, this chapter. Um, the Lord is having a discussion and they are asking him, when shall the end be? You remember, maybe I should go to the beginning, chapter 24, before I go in to the anchor scripture, because... Uh, Jesus is teaching again in the temple, not in the temple, but on the Mount of Olives. And they came to him privately on the Mount of Olives. Uh, when shall these things be? They're talking about the end. When shall the end be? Uh, what is the sign of your coming? 
And he opens up by saying, take heed that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, saying, I'm the Christ and shall deceive many, and ye shall hear of wars, rumors of wars. Um, see that you not be troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. Nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There shall be famines, pestilences, earthquakes in diverse places. All these are the beginning of sorrow. So he continues to give him a list of things that are going to happen leading up to the end. Hallelujah. But much of what he's talking about in this chapter is dealing with tribulation period, not the rapture of the church. Hallelujah. We are going to be in the rapture, the body of Christ. And those who are left behind will have to go through tribulation period. I anchor chapter in scripture, Matthew 24, verses 21 and 22, then 29 and 30. For then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, no, nor ever shall be. And except those days should be shortened, there should no flesh be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. Let's go down to verse 29, and I'll read 29 and 30. Immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened, and the moon shall not give her light, and the stars shall fall from heaven, and the powers of the heavens shall be shaken. Then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, and then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. It's the second advent. Hallelujah. He came in humility and died for our sins, and he told us that I'm going away to prepare a place for you, that where I am, you may be also in my Father's house, there are many mansions, hallelujah. And he said he was coming to get us, to rapture us. He's coming to get us and take us out of here. Tribulation period will begin after the rapture, hallelujah. And we'll have the judgment seat of Christ. Tribulation period will be going on here on earth. And after the tribulation period will begin the millennial segment, millennium. He'll set up his millennial kingdom. He's going to come down with us. Let's get into this. Hallelujah. Um, we've dealt with uh, the judgment seat of Christ. The tribulation period will begin, he says, and um, um, in the scriptures, it's, it's referred to also as uh, Jacob's trouble. Uh, let's go to Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 30, verse number 7. Alas, for that day is great, so that none is like it. It is even the time of Jacob's trouble, but he shall be saved out of it. Daniel 12 and 1. And at that time shall Michael stand up the great prince which standeth for the children of thy people, and there shall be a time of trouble such as never was since there was a nation, even to that same time. And at that time, thy people shall be delivered, every one that shall be found written in the book, my Lord. 
It's called the day of the Lord. Uh, Isaiah 13 and 9, Behold, the day of the Lord cometh cruel, both with wrath and fierce anger, to lay the land desolate, and he shall destroy the sinners thereof out of it. Hallelujah. Joel prophesied about it to Joel 2 and 1. Blow ye the trumpet in Zion and sound an alarm. In my holy mountain let all the inhabitants of the land tremble, for the day of the Lord cometh, for it is nigh at hand. Even Amos prophesied about it. Woe unto you that desire the day of the Lord. To what end is it for you? The day of the Lord is darkness and not light. Amos speaks again later on in verse 20, chapter 5. Shall not the day of the Lord be darkness and not light, even very dark and no brightness in it? Zephaniah, prophets are prophesying about this day coming, day of judgment, tribulation upon the earth. The great day of the Lord is near, it is near, and hasteth greatly even the voice of the day of the Lord. The mighty man shall cry there bitterly. Hallelujah. Second Thessalonians 2 and 2. Second Thessalonians 2 and 2. Um, and Revelation chapter 6, verses 12 through 17. I'll read that particular verse, uh, chapter and verse. And I beheld when he had opened the sixth seal, and lo, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth of hair, and the moon became as blood, and the stars of heaven fell unto the earth, even as a fig tree casteth her untimely figs, when she is shaken of a mighty wind. And the heaven departed as a scroll when it is rolled together and every mountain and island were moved out of their places. And the kings of the earth and the great men and the rich men and the chief captains and the mighty men and every bondman and every free man hid themselves in the dens and in the rocks of the mountains and said to the mountains and rocks fall on us and hide us from the face of him that sitteth on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of his wrath is come, and who shall be able to stand? Hallelujah. This is what Isaiah was talking about when he said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. And he speaks in Isaiah 61 and 2, that second verse there, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all that mourn. According to Scripture, Old Testament scripture and New Testament scripture is going to be a dark time, a dark day, the darkest period of this world's history. Hallelujah. In comparison with uh, other cruelties that we know have happened in history and even in the word of God, crueler than the, the uh, Israel and Philistine wars or crueler than the Assyrians uh, and the Jews, crueler than those days uh, when Jerusalem was sieged. Uh, crueler than the days of the Inquisition, crueler than the times of, of uh, Alexander the Great and Napoleon. You can go through history, uh, the days of, hallelujah, all these wicked times in our history, it will be even worse than that. Talk about any atrocity during 
uh, our nation's history or this world history. The Bible says, hallelujah, there's never been a time like this when the wrath of God will be poured out upon the earth. Uh, tribulation, tribulation period. Uh, when great tribulation has run its course, uh, after the tribulation period has run its course for seven years, our Lord will return with us to set up his millennial kingdom. This will be what, what many commentators and theologians call uh, the golden age. So uh, let's talk about this a little bit more. My Lord, um, the great tribulation will be ushered in by the appearance of a very powerful and sinister figure known as uh, the Antichrist. Uh, he's going to come in and uh, back in John's day, he's telling the church that the spirit of the Antichrist is already here. Uh, that uh, the Antichrist, that individual will come uh, and he's going to stir up some mess. Yes, he is. Uh, so the tribulation period is going to be ushered in by the appearance of a very powerful and sinister figure uh, that the word of God calls the Antichrist. He'll seem like a warrior, uh, a statesman, a religious leader, um, someone that the world has never seen before. Uh, the book of Ezekiel 28 uh, verses 3 through 7, Behold, thou art wiser than Daniel. There is no secret that they can hide from thee. With thy wisdom and with thine understanding, thou hast gotten thee riches and hast gotten gold and silver into thy treasures. By thy great wisdom and by thy traffic hast thou increased thy riches and thine heart is lifted up because of thy riches. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, because thou hast set thine heart as the heart of God. Behold, therefore, I will bring strangers upon thee, the terrible of the nations, and they shall draw the, their swords against the beauty of thy wisdom, and they shall defile thy brightness. Uh, he's referred to in the following scriptures, and we won't read all of them because of time. Um, Daniel chapter 7, uh, verses 2 through 27. Uh, chapter 9 of Daniel, verses 25 through 27. Chapter 11 of Daniel. Uh, chapter yeah, 11 of Daniel, verses 36 um, through uh, chapters 12 and 3. 2 Thessalonians, chapter 2, um, verses 1 through 12. 2 um, John, verse 7. Revelation chapter 13. I'll stop and read that one. Verses 11 through 18. And I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and he spake as a dragon. And he exerciseth all the power of the first beast before him, and causes the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast, whose deadly wound was healed, and he doeth great wonders, so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men, and deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he hath power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth, 
that they should make an image to the beast, which had the wound by a sword and did live. And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. And he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark on their right hand or in their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell, save he that have the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. And his number is 603 score and 6 or 666. So here, uh, Revelation is telling us that the Antichrist is going to set up a system of even a system of worship. We will have to bow down to the image. And uh, let's go to chapter 19 of Revelation, verse 20. And the beast was taken, and with him the false prophet that wrought miracles. So during tribulation period, uh, there'll be a rise of an antichrist, uh, a, a false prophet also will circulate during these times. Um, listen, it says, uh, and the beast was taken and with him the false prophet that wrought miracles before him, which he had deceived them that had received the mark of the beast and them that worshiped his image. These both were cast alive into a lake of fire burning with brimstone. Now, I read that so you could see the end, what the end is going to be. Uh, after all the havoc they raised, uh, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is going to deal with them. Hallelujah. This, this, oh, this dreadful personality, uh, he may be here now. We just don't know. Uh, we just don't know. But listen, I'm talking about tribulation period. So if you do know, if you're sitting here and you find out uh, on the news, you have missed the rapture. Hallelujah, because although his spirit is here and he may have been born already, uh, rising through the ranks, uh, but before tribulation comes, the household of faith, the people of God, the born-again believers, those in the body of Christ, will be raptured out of here. Um, he's also called in the word of God the, the man of lawlessness, Second uh, Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 3, he says, Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition or lawlessness. Second um, uh, Thessalonians 2 and 3 tells us also, if you read it again, uh, that he's doomed for destruction. Yes, he's, he's doomed. He's not going to win against God. Never. Hallelujah. And I want you to know the God we serve has never lost a battle. He's undefeated and he will remain undefeated. Um, so um, when Daniel speaks of this, this Antichrist, he, he speaks of him as being contemptible. Uh, Daniel 11 and 21, he says, uh, and in his estate shall stand up a vile person to whom they shall not give the honor of the kingdom, but he shall come in peaceably and obtain the kingdom by 
flatteries. Isn't that something, Daniel? Uh, he doesn't see the rapture of the church, hallelujah, but he does see tribulation. He, his vision takes him beyond the rapture of the church, and he's looking at this, this entity, this, this force, this enemy of God's people, and um, he'll gonna, he's going to be energized by Satan, and he'll be the devil's counterfeit, the Antichrist. Hallelujah. So there, there is a contrast, and we'll talk about the contrast between Jesus Christ and the anti, the Antichrist. Uh, when Jesus came, as forestated, he comes in humility. He humbled himself. Uh, Paul writes that uh, in Philippians chapter uh, 2, verse number 8. He says, and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Uh, came in humility and he came to serve and to save. Gospel according to Matthew chapter 18, verse 11. I'm going to be giving out a lot of scripture. Uh, won't be everything that's in my notes, but I'll be giving you quite a bit of scripture. Matthew 18, 11, for the son of man, come to save that which is lost, came to do the will of his father. He says it in John, the gospel according to St. John, chapter 4, verse 34, Jesus said unto him, this is Jesus, this is Jesus talking, my meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. Uh, so he comes in humility, hallelujah comes in humility uh, as, uh, as a lamb. He is a lamb. Um, John, the revelator, speaks of him as being a lamb and a lion. Uh, Revelation 5, 5 through 6, And one of the elders saith unto me, Weep not, behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, hath prevailed to open the book and to loose the seven seals thereof. And I beheld, and lo, in the midst of the throne, and of the four beasts, and in the midst of the elders, stood a lamb, as it had been slain, having seven horns, seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God, sent forth into all the earth. Yes, um, he, uh, the word of God describes also uh, the fact that Jesus had a bride. Revelation 21 and 9, and there came unto me one of the seven angels, which had the seven vials full of the seven last plagues, talked with me, saying, Come hither, I will show thee the bride, the lamb's wife. I wonder who, who his wife is. Hallelujah. You have the Holy Ghost abiding on the inside. Look in the mirror. You are betrothed to him. Hallelujah. My Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, describes my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, John, one in one. He was and is. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. Jesus also, every chance he got, he let us know his mission. I've come to do the will of my Father. I've come to satisfy the will of my Father. 
Uh, John 14 and 28, he says, Ye have heard how I said unto you, I go away and come again unto you. If you loved me, you would rejoice because I said, I go unto the Father, for my Father is greater than I. You compare my Lord and Savior to the Antichrist. Uh, the Antichrist exalts himself doesn't humble himself. He exalts himself. Second Thessalonians 2 and 4, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God, or that is worship, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Hallelujah. Uh, he will come to demean and to destroy. Daniel saw this. Daniel 11 and 39 Thus shall he do in the most strongholds with strange God, whom he shall acknowledge and increase with glory, and he shall cause them to rule over many, and shall divide the land for gain. Uh, and he's not coming to do the will of his father, he's coming to do his own will. Daniel speaks again, Daniel 11 and 36, and the king shall do according to his will. And she, he shall exalt himself and magnify himself above every god and shall speak marvelous things against the god of gods and shall prosper till the indignation be accomplished. For that that is determined shall be done. Well, um, where Jesus was like a lion and the lamb, the Antichrist will be like a lion and uh, a lamb, rather, and a dragon. Uh, Revelation 13, 11 says this, And I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth. He had two horns like a lamb, and he spake as a dragon. Hallelujah. He will claim falsely. He will claim falsely to be God. Second Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 4 who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. And we've already hinted at giving you a, a, a brief snippet of the fact uh, that the Antichrist will have someone working with him. That will be the false prophet. Uh, and and uh, we've read a little bit about that out of Revelation chapter 13. Uh, well, Revelation chapter 13, verses 11 through 18. Uh, and I'll give you time to write that down. Uh, Revelation 13, 11 through 18, uh, where he says, and I'll start at verse 12. And he exercises all the power of the first beast before him and causes the earth and them which dwelled in it therein to worship the first beast, who deadly whose deadly wound was healed. And he doth great wonders so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men, and he'll deceive them that dwell on the earth by means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image. So um, the Antichrist is going to build an image, sort of like what Nebuchadnezzar did. Um an obelisk. Um, the best example of an obelisk that I could give you is the Washington Monument. People come from all over the world to come and stand and look at this monument. Uh, but 
the Bible tells me in Revelation that you will be expected to bow down to the image of this beast, this obelisk. So I don't know if it'll be a, a, a huge uh, sculpture of him, but he will be able to tell who is worshiping and who is not worshiping. Now, uh, think about this with technology the way that it is. People put, you can put cameras in everything. He'll even be able to speak, right? So maybe he'll be like a huge robot. He'll be able to speak through this, this large, huge obelisk. But if you do not bow down to the beast, you'll be in trouble. Yes, he had power to give life unto the image of the beast. He'll be able to speak. I'm in verse uh, 15 and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. So if you don't worship the beast, you'll be killed. And he causeth all great, small, rich, poor, free bond to receive a mark. So you'll even have to have a mark on your hand, right? A mark on your hand. This is, this is why for those of you who are uh, persistent in saying that this um, this inoculation or this, this, um, the virus shots that people are taking, uh, is the mark of the beast. You're wrong. He says either in their hand, either the right hand or on their foreheads, the mark of the beast. You won't be able to buy or sell during this period of the tribulation, save he that hath the mark or the name of the beast or the number. Hallelujah. So, let he who has understanding understand that this mark, three sixes, six, 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 right? So he's going to control the military system. Yes. So working along with the Antichrist will be this false prophet. And this false prophet will be able, he'll have control of the military system. Um, Revelation 13 and 4. And they worshiped the dragon, the dragon, which had power unto the beast. He gave power unto the beast. So this Antichrist, the dragon, gives power to the beast. And they worshiped the beast, saying, who is like unto the beast? Who is able to make war with him? So he's going to be, he's going to be over this military. That's what dragons do. They fight, right? Um, and... He's going to deal with commerce. He's going to deal with commerce. Revelation 13 and 17. And that no man might buy or sell, save he that has the mark or the name of the beast or the number on his name. So you won't be able to buy anything. You won't be able to sell anything unless you have the mark of the beast. On your right hand or on your forehead, you won't be able to travel. No. Now you think, uh, and people are fussing about the vaccination cards, hallelujah, that's not the mark. Uh, you won't be able to travel. You won't be able to buy anything or sell anything. And um, he's going to be, he's going to try to take over the worship, right? Now, listen, this stuff is already in place. It's just a matter of time, right? Um, you have NATO. You have, you, the system is already set up for all the armies of the world to come together. Uh, the commerce system is already set up, right? Uh, that one world currency has already been established. It just hasn't been set in motion yet. Uh, the stage has already been set. Worship 
one world worship. That stage is in the process of being set up already, right? Uh, Catholics and Muslims uh, in Europe, um, a lot of things are happening behind the scenes, uh, endeavoring to set up that system. So when the Antichrist steps up, all he has to do is point, right? Um, a lot of things, this is why the saints need to stay in prayer and watch what's happening in Europe. Watch what's happening. Don't just sit up and, and watch days of our lives and, and um, all of this craziness on TV. You better read your word and stay on your knees. The word of God is unfolding right under your nose, right? Revelation 13 and 15. And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship. So you will be expected to worship him. This is all during the tribulation period. And if you don't worship, the Bible says here, the image, if you don't worship the image of the beast, you will be killed. That's verse 15, Revelation 13 and 15. And Paul writes, 2 Thessalonians 2 and 4, uh, that he will claim to be God. When? During tribulation period. During that tribulation period, he's going to claim to be God. Um, listen, 2 Thessalonians 2 and 4, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he is God, as God rather sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. So let's dig a little further, uh, because at the beginning of this tribulation period, the Antichrist is going to make a covenant with the Jews. He's going to make a covenant with the Jews in the beginning. So um, the way Daniel describes it, it's going to be uh, the first within the first three and a half years. Tribulation period is going to last for seven years, right? And so within the first three and a half years, uh, the Antichrist is going to make a covenant with the Jews. Uh, and he's going to break that covenant by setting up the abomination of desolation that Daniel was talking about in chapter 9, verse 27, when he says, and he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week. In the midst of the week, he shall cause the sacrifice and the oblation to cease. And for the overspreading of abominations, he shall make it desolate even until the consummation and that determined shall be poured upon the desolate. He's going to desecrate the house of God, that, that temple. Listen, when, I, when Lady Fields and I went to um, Israel, we went the Wailing Wall. We went to the Wailing Wall, and when you get to the Wailing Wall, the right side of the wall is where the women go to pray. So Lady Fields went to the right, and I went around to the left portion of the Wailing Wall where all the men prayed. And I had to put on my yarmulke, uh, and I touched the wall. And there within the holes in the brick, people are putting their prayer requests, and the Jewish men uh, are praying and chanting and praying uh, many praying that the Messiah will come. Listen, and the Messiah has already come and died for their sins. But that wall is the last thing that is the last remnant of Solomon's temple. That's all that is left. 
but if you over the wall uh, to my left is is a mosque, a Muslim mosque, where the temple used to be. My God, where the holies of holies within the temple would be. That's where the mosque is built. So even if you're flying in, you might get a glimpse of it. But the uh, Antichrist is going to make a covenant with the Jews to rebuild the temple. And I know Donald Trump, in his craziness, he mentioned that he would help them rebuild the temple. Hallelujah. But he's not the one. Uh, he is not the Antichrist. Um, that he's going to make a covenant with the Jews and he's going to break it because once that temple is rebuilt, now in order to build that temple, he's got to tear down what's already there. He's, right? And he's going to break it. The desolation, the abomination of desolation, hallelujah, is going to stand in that temple and proclaim that I'm God. And the Bible says, then the scales will come down the, off their eyes and they'll see that they've been tricked. But one of the things he's going to demand is universal worship. Everyone worship me. Everyone, no matter where you are, you must worship me. He's going to call himself God. Yes. Hallelujah. So compared to what what Jesus says in Matthew 24 and 15, he says, when ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel, the prophet, stand in the holy place, whoso readeth, let him understand. Hallelujah. Then let them which be in Judea flee into the mountains. Let him which is on the housetop not come down to take anything out of his house. Neither let him which is in the field return back to take his close because it's getting ready to shift and things are getting ready to get even worse within this tribulation period. Hallelujah. So uh, let's go to 2 Thessalonians 2 and 4. Who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God or that is worshiped so that he is he as God sitteth in the temple of God showing himself that he is God. Revelation 12 and 12 says this, Therefore rejoice, ye heavens, and ye that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and, to, and of the sea. For the devil has come down unto you, having great wrath, because he knoweth that he has a short time. So things are going to get even rougher. The Antichrist, that evil spirit knows. Hallelujah. He doesn't have time. Uh, and he's going to tighten his grip. And they worship the dragon. I'm in Revelation now 13 and 4. And they worship the dragon, which gave power unto the beast. And they worship the beast, saying, Who is like unto the beast, who is able to make war with him? So at first, the true character of the Antichrist will not be generally recognized. They, they're going to think, oh, he's a wonderful, he's a religious leader, he's smart, he's intelligent, he's rich. Yes, and they'll, they're going to make a covenant with him. But after he breaks the covenant, which he has made with the Jews, then he will be recognized as evil and sinister. Hallelujah. And there will be a worldwide war. Yes. Where will the saints be? With Jesus already raptured. Matthew 24 and 6 says, and 
Ye shall hear wars and rumors of war, seeing that ye be not troubled, for all these things much come to pass, but the end is not yet. They asked them, when is the end of the world? Not yet. Not yet. We're in tribulation. Revelation, Revelation 6 and 4. And there went out another horse that was red, and power was given to him that sat thereon to take peace from the earth, and that they should kill one another. And there was given unto him a great sword. Revelation 16, 12 through 16. And the sixth angel poured out his vial upon the great river Euphrates. This is all during tribulation period. And the, and the water thereof was dried up that the way of the kings of the east might be prepared. What are they preparing for? War. And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs come out out of the mouth of the dragon and out of the mouth of the beast and out of the mouth of the false prophet. For they are the spirits of devils working miracles which go forth unto the kings of the earth and of the whole world to gather them to battle of that great day of God Almighty. Behold, I come as a thief. Blessed is he that watcheth and keepeth his garments, lest he walk naked and they see his shame. And he gathered them together into a place called the he in the Hebrew tongue, Armageddon. When will Armageddon take place? At the end of tribulation period. So during tribulation period, they're, they're going to be preparing for war. Havoc is going to be all over this world. The Antichrist is going to be, be determined to, to have all power to claim the domain hallelujah but i read earlier in this lesson the end shall be all of them will be thrown in the lake of fire but there's going to be worldwide war wars rumors of wars famines and pestilences so we think what we're seeing here is bad you you think that the coronavirus is bad you just wait during tribulation period get right Stay right so you can make the rapture and be with Jesus. Thus shall we forever be with the Lord. Hallelujah. Be with Jesus. I'd rather be with Jesus. There'll be no crying there, no dying there. Hallelujah. No famine there, no sickness there. No. We will forever be with the Lord. Yes, but during tribulation, famines, pestilence, death. Hallelujah. He talked about it. Jesus talked about it in the 24th chapter, verses 7. Uh, 24 and 7, 21 and 22. And let's stay in Revelation. Um, let's see. Revelation 6, 12. Yes. Revelation 6 and 4. I'm going ahead of myself. Um. Revelation 6, 12 through 17. I have it now. And I beheld when he had opened the sixth seal, and lo, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth as, as of hair, and the moon became as blood, and the stars of heaven fell unto the earth, even as a fig tree casteth her untimely figs when she is shaken of a mighty wind. And the heaven departed as a scroll when it is rolled together. Every mountain and island were moved out of their places. 
and the kings of the earth, and the great men, and the rich men, and the chief captains, and the mighty men, and every bondman, and every free man, hid themselves in the dens and the rocks of the mountains, and said to the mountains and rocks, Fall on us, and hide us from the face of him that sitteth on the throne, and from the wrath of the Lamb. Hallelujah. For the great day of his wrath is come, and who shall be able to stand? I want to take you to Revelation 16, 1 through 11. And I heard a great voice out of the temple saying to the seven angels, go your ways, pour out the vials of the wrath of God upon the earth. And the first went and poured out his vial upon the earth, and there fell a noisome and grievous sore upon men which had the mark of the beast and upon them which worshiped his image. Hallelujah. So uh, those who they will be threatened by uh, the Antichrist to take the mark of the beast, but even during this tribulation period, uh, when the angels start pouring out the vials, the wrath of God is going to be poured out upon them. They may be able to buy and sell, but they'll be suffering during this tribulation. It is a time of wrath, of judgment upon the earth. The first And the first went out and poured out his vial upon the earth, and there fell noisome and grievous sore upon the men which had the mark of the beast, and, the, and upon them which worshipped his image. And the second angel poured out his vial upon the sea, and it became as the blood of a dead man, and every living soul died in the sea. Hallelujah. And the third angel poured out his vial upon the rivers and fountains of waters, and they became blood. And I heard the angel of the waters say, Thou art righteous, O Lord, which art and was and shall be, because thou hast judged thus, my Lord. For they have shed the blood of saints and prophets. Thou hast given them blood to drink. For they are worthy. And I heard another out of the altar say, Even so, Lord, God Almighty, true and righteous are thy judgments. And the fourth angel poured out his vial upon the sun. Power was given unto him to scorch men with fire. So this is tribulation period. Hallelujah. So even those who have taken the mark of the beast, Lord, they're going to have sores all over them. They're going to be suffering. Uh, the sea, everything will die in the sea. Uh, so you won't be able to eat out of the sea. Uh, the water won't be worth drinking. And here, uh, men will be scorched by the heat of the sun. Listen, men were scorched with great heat and blasphemed the name of God, which have power over these plagues, and they repented not. They will... They refuse to repent. John is seeing this. And the fifth angel poured out his vial upon the seat of the beast, and his kingdom was full of darkness, and they gnawed their tongues for pain and blasphemed the God of heaven because of their pains and their sores and repented not of their deeds. What, what hits me the most, and I know God is a righteous judge, but the fact that there's no place of repentance in the midst of all of this, they repent not. They repent not. And here we have an opportunity to repent. Hallelujah. And be a child of God. Now, to those who miss the rapture, we'll have to go through this and experience this. And if you don't take the mark of the beast, uh, your life will be taken. 
here under grace. Give your life to the Lord. You are promised eternal life. But there, here in tribulation, uh, you'll have to worship the beast or lose your life. There will be earthquakes and terrible judgments that I've read. I've just read uh, many of them to you. So let's push further because uh, during the Great Tribulation, uh, during the Great Tribulation period, the Jews will proclaim the gospel of the kingdom. During this time, many will be saved. Yes. Hallelujah. Now, um, I know this is debatable with many, but it's in the word of God. Uh, the Jews, the Jews that rejected Christ will go through the tribulation period. And during this time, uh, some of them will take hold of the gospel. Now, I'm not talking about the 12,000 from each tribe that have been sealed. Um, the Lord is going to take 12,000 from each tribe. That's the 144,000 that John saw. But there will be Jews uh, who will finally see uh, the gospel. Uh, they will finally see that, that Christ is the answer. They're going to proclaim the gospel of the kingdom uh, and some many will be saved but they will severely they'll be severely persecuted for their faith and will suffer martyrdom which means they'll be killed so the only form of salvation hallelujah because if you accept christ remember we read it earlier if you do not accept the beast you will be killed you will be slaughtered now the only jews that uh the antichrist won't be able to touch and that will be part of his frustration as well as those 12,000 from each tribe that have been sealed by God. Don't start anything, he says, until the angel has taken 12,000. They'll be taken from all over the world, from each tribe, 12,000. Hallelujah. Uh, and the Antichrist won't be able to touch them. Uh, but now uh, there will be a, a remnant. There will be those who will take the word of God and see my Lord, this is real, but they'll be severely persecuted and they'll lose their lives, right? My Lord, I wish I had the time to just just run through all of this. Uh, but yes, and it's a comfort to know that after the church age has ended, right? The church age ends when the rapture happens. Church will be taken out of here, right? The redeemed of the Lord will be caught up to meet him with uh, to meet the Lord in the air. I read it to you. I'll read it to you again. First Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 16 and 17. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with the shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Yes, so uh, an innumerable company will be saved, but they're going to have to go through tribulation period. Right now, the only tribulation we go through is people talking about us. There might be sickness and trials and tribulation, but nothing compared, nothing compared to what the saints or those who accept the word or accept salvation uh, will have to go through because they will lose their lives. 
Yes, they will lose their lives. They will. Uh, they'll have to go through tribulation, uh, and they will not have the honor of being a part of the body or the bride of Christ. No, that, that honor is for those who receive salvation now under grace. But they will be, according to the word of God, before his throne, and they will serve him day and night in his temple. How do I know? Because John writes in Revelation 7 and 15 these words, Therefore are they before the throne of God, and serve him day and night in his temple, and he that sitteth on the throne shall dwell among them. They shall hunger no more, neither thirst any more, neither shall the sun light on them any heat. Hallelujah. For the Lamb which is in the midst of the throne shall feed them and shall lead them unto living fountains of waters, and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. They're going to have to go through tribulation. During tribulation, the gospel of the kingdom will be preached by the Jews, who will be the true witnesses of Jehovah. Um, Isaiah 43, let's go there. Isaiah chapter 43, verse number 10. Ye are my witnesses, saith the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, that ye may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me there was no God formed, neither shall there be after me. But if we go down to verse 12, it says, I have declared and have said and have showed when there was no strange God among you. Therefore, ye are my witnesses, saith the Lord, that I am God. So um, those who are saved because of their faith in God, during tribulation, and I know people say nobody will be saved during tribulation. Now, um, that's true as it pertains to the plan of salvation and how people get saved now. The church will be raptured then, and the only form of salvation then during tribulation period, if you deny the uh, Antichrist, you'll be killed, and those who have uh, claimed Jesus as Lord now they will lose their life because they're not worshiping the beast. They will lose their life. They will lose their life. My brother, my sister here under grace, uh, if you give me your filthy garment, I'll give you a robe of pure white. Repent, be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. After the church has been raptured during tribulation period, who will you serve? Will you bow down to the beast so you can live, right? And life won't be too much for you because I read it for you that those who took the mark of the beast, right, they're going to be punished severely. The wrath of God will be poured out upon them. You will suffer, right? Many will die. What? Those who have denied the beast, refused to worship him, and have received the gospel of Jesus Christ, they're going to lose their lives. They'll lose their heads. Right? So compare. Give up your sin. But no one is pointing a gun in your head telling you uh, to bow down to anything. Now is your choice. Choose you this day whom you will serve. 
during tribulation period, you will lose your life. Those who are saved because of their faith in God and their refusal to bow to the Antichrist and worship the beast, they will be persecuted and suffer martyrdom. They'll be murdered. Revelation chapter 6, I'm in the book, verse 9 through 11. And when he had opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of God. Yes, and for the testimony which they held. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? And white robes were given unto every one of them, and it was said unto them that they should rest yet for a little season, until their fellow servants also and their brethren that should be killed as they were should be fulfilled. My Lord, my Lord. Chapter 13 of the book of Revelation, verses 15 through 18. And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. And he causeth all both small, great, rich, poor, free, bond to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads, and that no man might buy, sell, save he that have the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him that understanding has understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. And his number is 603 score and... Six. I'm winding down. Yes, there's so much in this word, uh, but I don't want to hold you too long. I feel that I've already held you long enough. But that great tribulation, it will culminate, and I told you, it will end in a battle at the end of the tribulation period when it closes out. My Lord and my Savior Jesus Christ will come with the saints. What saints? Those who had been raptured. Hallelujah. Those who have been raptured will come back with him to establish his kingdom upon the earth. Hallelujah. If you reign with, if you suffer with him, you will also reign with him. So that great tribulation, it will culminate in the battle of Armageddon, which will be fought in the vicinity of Jerusalem. Right? It's going to be fought somewhere around Jerusalem, and it will end in Christ himself being the victor. I told you, he never lost. He never lost a battle. Hallelujah. When we were in Jerusalem, we stood uh, and overlooking the valley of Jehoshaphat. It is vast. It's like someone took their hand and scooped the valley out, literally just scooped it out. We, we passed by uh, Peter's mother-in-law's house uh, where Jesus sat with him and we walked through this place where the valley of Jehoshaphat was and this is where it is believed that this this war is going to be fought hallelujah and the antichrist is going to be ready because he doesn't want to give up uh, power uh, and but Jesus all he's going to have to do the saints will be with him he's going to be coming down riding on the white horse Hallelujah. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost in here. Uh, but Jesus is going to win the war. It's going to be a terrible time. It's 
going to be a conflict. Hallelujah. Perhaps the worst conflict ever on the face of this earth. But listen to what Zechariah prophesies. Zechariah chapter 14, verses 1 and 8. Behold, the day of the Lord cometh, and thy spoils shall be divided in the midst of thee. I will gather all the nations again, Jerusalem, to battle, and the city shall be taken, and the houses rifled, and the women ravished, and half of the city shall go forth into captivity, and the residue of the people shall be not be cut off from the city, then shall the Lord go forth and fight against those nations. As when he fought in the day of battle, and his feet shall stand in that day upon the Mount of Olives. <laughs> when he comes for the church, he's hanging in the air. We're going to be caught up to meet him. But when he comes with his church, his feet will stand upon the Mount of Olives, which is before Jerusalem on the east, and the Mount of Olives shall cleave in the midst thereof toward the east and toward the west. And there shall be a very great valley. And half of the mountain shall uh, remove toward the north and half of it toward the south. And ye shall flee to the valley of the mountains. For the valley of the mountains shall reach unto Azel. Uh-huh. Yea, ye shall flee like as he fled from before the earthquake in the days of Uzziah, king of Judah. And the Lord my God shall come and all the saints with thee. And it shall come to pass in that day that the light shall not be clear nor dark, but it shall be one day which shall be known to the Lord, not day nor night, but it shall come to pass that at evening time it shall be light. It shall be in that day that living waters shall go out from Jerusalem, half of them toward uh, the former sea and half of them toward the hinder sea. In summer and in winter shall it be. Yes, let's reflect on what the ninth verse says. Uh, and the Lord shall be king over all the earth. In that day shall there be one Lord and his name one. Verse 16, and it shall come to pass that everyone that is left of all the nations which came against Jerusalem shall even go up from year to year to worship the king, the Lord of hosts, and to keep the feast of the tabernacles. Revelation 19 and 16, and I know I'm giving you a lot of scripture again. Uh, anything that you don't understand, don't hesitate to write or email me, and I'll answer your questions to the best of my ability. Revelation 19, 16, and he hath on his vesture and on his thigh. This is when Jesus is coming back with the saints. He's coming at the culmination of this uh, seven-year period of tribulation, and he's coming to establish his kingdom upon the earth, right? Hallelujah. Listen, um, I'm, I'm going to back up because... It says, and he was clothed with the vesture, dipped in blood, and his name was called the Word of God. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. And out of his mouth goeth the sharp sword. Out of his mouth, his word is sharper than any two-edged sword. Out of his mouth, hallelujah, goeth the sharp sword that with it he should smite the nations and he shall rule them with the rod of iron and he treadeth the winepress 
with the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. And he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings, Lord of Lords. Hallelujah. This is my Jesus. This is my Jesus that he's talking about. My Lord. And I saw an angel standing in the sun, and he cried with a loud voice, saying to all the fowls that fly in the midst of heaven, Come and gather yourselves together unto the supper of the great God. Hallelujah. What are they going to eat? They're going to eat the flesh of those who are standing, all of those soldiers. Hallelujah. The army of the Antichrist. Hallelujah. The angel is going to talk to the fowls of the air. Come on. Uh, Get ready to eat because my God is getting ready to bring forth victory. Hallelujah. Come unto the supper of the great God that you may eat the flesh of kings and the flesh of captains and the flesh of mighty men and the flesh of horses and of them that sit on them and the flesh of all men, both free, both bond, small and great. And I saw the beast and the kings of the earth. And their armies gathered together to make war against him that sat on the horse and against his army. And the beast was taken, and with him the false prophet that wrought miracles before him, with which he deceived them that had received the mark of the beast, and them that worshipped his image. These both were cast alive into the lake of fire, burning with brimstone. Hallelujah. And the remnant were slain with the sword of him that sat upon the horse, which sword proceedeth out of his mouth, and all the fowls were filled with their flesh. Now, can you see this? Especially in our day, saints of God coming with, with our Savior, hallelujah, coming as an army, a great army. But we'll be sitting there watching my Lord fight against this vast army, just by the sword that proceedeth out of his mouth, which means he's just going to open up his mouth. <laughs> Hallelujah. The enemies will be destroyed. That's why the angel said, come, eat up this flesh. Come and feast upon the enemies of God. My Lord. So that's how it's going to end. Hallelujah. That's how it's going to end. And I, didn't, I don't want to get into that great white throne judgment. That's going to happen. Hallelujah, later on. But when he comes in after this, the millennium period will be ushered in. The millennial period. Uh, the church will not go through tribulation. No. Tribulation period is not for me. It's for those who have rejected Christ. Jews that had rejected Christ. The world that had rejected Christ. Hallelujah. So, Jesus talks about the fact that there'll be wars and rumors of wars. There, there is going to be wars and rumors and pestilence, yes, leading up to. But after the church has been taken out of, you haven't seen bad yet. Hallelujah. So uh, there are three decisive wars that I want to talk to you about. Number one, uh, and the stage has been set. You, I'm looking at what Russia is trying to do now. Yes. But it's not about the Ukraine. Now you're hearing Ukraine, Ukraine now, uh, but there is um, an alliance that's being formed. It's already in the process of being formed, right? That first war uh, is going to include Russia and, and uh, the Arab nations, Iran, Germany, right? 
And there's one more nation there, but these, there's about four or five nations, and they're going to come up against Israel. So when will this occur? Well, uh, biblically, uh, it will happen either closely before or after the tribulation period has begun within the three, uh, the first three and a half years of the tribulation period. And this can happen at any time. Why do I say that? Because Jesus can come and crack the sky at any time. And after that, tribulation will begin. Why will Russia want to bother and these other nations want to bother Israel because of the mineral, the mineral wealth in Israel? The outcome, uh, scripturally, God is going to intervene. God will intervene and through an earthquake in Israel, uh, according to scripture, and I'll give you the scriptures. There's a lot to read, but I'll give it to you. Look at it when you get a chance. The book of Ezekiel. Write it down. Ezekiel chapter 38. Read verses 1 through 39. Uh, and actually, um, 38, 1 through 39, up to chapter 39, up through verse 16. That's a lot of reading. That's why I'm not reading all of it before the for time, but Ezekiel, just say Ezekiel chapter 38 and 39, up, up through verse 16 of 39. Um, and it, it opens up for us and it shows us Israel, uh, a great earthquake is going to happen, rain and hail, and the Russian army will be killed. They'll be wiped out. <laughs> My Lord, God is something else. It's going to take According to what Ezekiel sees, it's going to take seven years to collect the debris. How long is the tribulation period? Seven years. It's going to take seven months for them to bury all the dead. Seven years is going to take the Israelites to collect the debris. Seven months is going to take to bury the dead. Read Ezekiel chapters 38 and 39 up through verses 16 17. The second um, decisive war uh, in the Bible, uh, the Battle of Armageddon. That's what we just talked about. The Battle of Armageddon. The Battle of Armageddon. That's all the armies of the nations that the Antichrist was able to gather. The Antichrist, the false prophet, and the beast right? Um, all the nations of the world against Jerusalem. When will this happen? At the end of the seven-year period, at the end of tribulation period. The reason? Well, uh, listen to my notes. Flushed with power, the Antichrist will defy God and seek to destroy. And remember, I told you the 144,000 that were chosen, 12,000 out of each tribe, it's, it's going to irritate him. And he's going to look all over the place for the purpose of destroying them. He's going to seek to destroy the 144,000 witnessing Jews at Jerusalem. I want to kill them all. And this is what's going to happen. The outcome, and we talked about it, Jesus will come down from heaven. He's coming with the saints out of the combined armies, hallelujah, of more than 200 million men. The bloodbath covers over 185 miles of Israel and 
unto, and all of the horses or all of the weaponry, right? There's going to be a bloodbath, Revelation 14 and 20. Write these things down, Revelation 14 and 20. Um, the Antichrist and the false prophet are cast alive into the lake of fire. We read that for you. Revelation 19 and 20. Now, this is going to usher in the millennium period, the millennium period. And Satan himself will be bound in the bottomless pit for 1,000 years. Revelation chapter 20, verses 1, 2, and 3. I'll give you some more scriptures. Write them down. Joel chapter 3, verse 9. Go down to verse 12. Zechariah, the book of Zechariah, chapter 14, verses 1 through 4. Revelation, chapter 16, verses 13 through 16. Revelation, chapter 19, verses 11 through 21. I'll stop there. There's more scriptures, but I'll stop there. The third, the third decisive war, the final rebellion, and we haven't dealt with the millennium period yet, but after the millennium period, there'll be another battle, right? Satan against God, just the final rebellion, because after that thousand year period, he's going to release Satan, and he's going to do his best to get as many followers as he can, right? Even some who have, have come through that millennial period, he's going to deceive some of them, right? And I know your minds are turning, but there's something I need to discuss about the millennial period, uh, how things are going to be and how this could happen. Because at the end of the millennial period, there's going to be another war, right? And here Satan will have another opportunity uh, to preach his deceiving message, try to bring as many against Christ as he can to destroy Christ, right? Never. He never lost the battle. And here's the outcome. Satan will be successful in deceiving a multitude during the millennial period, right? How could this be? Well, you have to wait for the next lesson, right? And there's going to be another war. Uh, and when this occurs, God is going to bring fire down from heaven. <laughs> Millions of Satan's army is going to be destroyed, right? Now Satan himself will be cast into the lake of fire along with the false prophet and the Antichrist. And they'll be tormented day and night forever. I want to read out of Revelation chapter 20. Revelation chapter 20, verses 7 through 10, and then I'll close. Uh, chapter 7, I'm sorry, Revelation chapter 20. Revelation chapter 20, verses 7 through 10. And when the thousand years expire, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison and shall go out to deceive the nations which are in the four corners, quarters of the earth, right? And now you know this battle by Gog and Magog. Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle, the number of whom is as the sand of the sea. And they went out on the breath of the earth and 
uh, campus, the camp of the saints about in beloved city, and fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them. And the, and the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. Hallelujah, my Lord. I'm going to stop there. I know, I already know I've taken a whole lot of your time. Uh, but I feel like Paul now when the question was asked to him about the end times. And uh, he said, I, don't, I shouldn't even have to talk about it because if you're a child of God. Uh, you should want to make the rapture. You want to be in the rapture. Let's take this time to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for all that you've done and for all that you are. I thank you for your loving mercies. Oh God, your grace, your tenderness towards us. Help us, Lord. We are your people. Help us to adhere to your word and prepare to see you. Want to be with you want to share eternity with you. Hallelujah. Bless us and keep us. Strengthen our hearts and minds, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. The Lord bless you. If you want to plant a seed in this ministry, you want to give your offering, pay your tithes, you may do so. Um, technician will put that on the screen for you. Those of you who are in New York at our sister church, you may use Givelify have a special prayer request, send it to me, admin at grtdc.org. Now, you've probably figured it out. Next week, we'll deal with the millennial period, that period after tribulation. The Lord say so. Meet me again on next week. Until then, be careful, be prayerful, and be holy. Shalom, shalom. Shalom.